New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey friends, this is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors here at New Vision. Whether it's the beginning of your day, the middle of your day, or the end of your day, what an awesome opportunity we have to just open Scripture together and listen to God's Word being read. Today we'll be in Exodus 25, verses 31 through 40, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. Make a lampstand of pure gold. Hammer out its base and shaft, and make its flower-like cups, buds, and blossoms of one piece with them. Six branches are to extend from the sides of the lampstand, three on one side and three on the other. Three cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms are to be on one branch, three on the next branch, and the same for all six branches extending from the lampstand. And on the lampstand there are to be four cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms. One bud shall be under the first pair of branches extending from the lampstand, a second bud under the second pair, and a third bud under the third pair, six branches in all. The buds and branches shall all be of one piece with a lampstand hammered out of pure gold. Then make it seven lamps and set them upon it so that they light the space in front of it. Its wick trimmers and trays are to be of pure gold. A talent of pure gold is to be used for the lampstand and all these accessories. See that you make them according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Most of you will probably immediately recognize this phrase when I say it. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. So if your mind immediately went to that classic movie, The Wizard of Oz, uh, you're right. Those words, just there's something about them that resonate with us when we say there's no place like home. There's just this deep longing uh, in our heart to be home. And as we continue through Exodus, as God has given us these uh, blueprints, or rather given them to Israel, uh, he's given them blueprints for the construction of the tabernacle. And what he's saying is, I'm moving into the neighborhood. God is telling the Israelites, build me a home. Now, they know that he can't be contained. They know that God is everywhere. He's present everywhere. But when he gives Israel these instructions to build the tabernacle, he's telling them, that his presence is going to be there in a very real and a very powerful way. God is bringing his people to his place to live under his rule and his blessing. And at least for this period in biblical history, this portable tent called the tabernacle is going to be home. God is moving into the neighborhood. They will be his people. He will be their God, and he will dwell with them. But I think it's important for us to remember this isn't mankind's first home. The first home was the Garden of Eden. For Adam and Eve, uh, this home was a place of security, a place of provision. It was a place of relationship. Adam and Eve enjoyed fellowship. They enjoyed intimacy with God. It was, it was a perfect home. It was a garden home. And in the middle of that garden was a tree, the tree of life. The tree of life was a reminder to them that to live in fellowship with God is to know genuine life. And so that, that garden home was where Adam and Eve lived with God. But in the first few chapters of the Bible, we discover that they don't live there very long. 
as a result of their sin, Adam and Eve were kicked out of this garden home. In fact, uh, listen to Genesis chapter 3, verse 23. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Sin moves us farther and farther away from the presence of God. But as we continue reading Exodus, Israel seems to be headed home. They're on their way to the promised land, this land that they had once known, but it was a land that they had to leave due to famine. And the tabernacle, all of these instructions, this is a map showing them and showing us the way back home. Even down to the way it was constructed and the way that it was decorated, it was meant to remind the Israelites of Adam and Eve's original home in the Garden of Eden. So we read uh, descriptions like the curtains, the curtains of blue and purple and scarlet yarns. Uh, that made the inside of this building feel like heaven and earth were meeting. You know, you have cherubim that were woven in, into those curtains to make it look as if they were flying between heaven and earth. You have these same creatures were on the veil between the holy place and the holy of holies. And again, it was a reminder of the cherubim that God stationed at the gate of the Garden of Eden. So as we, as we entered this first room, the, inside this holy place, uh, looking over to our left, the scripture that we've read today, we see this large lampstand of gold. It looks something like a, a tall golden candelabra. And if you can imagine with me, there's this one stem in the, in the center, in the middle, and then you have three lamps kind of branching out on either side of that. And the text says that these seven lamps were to be filled with oil. They're continually burning. So right out the gate, the lampstand had a very practical purpose. It gave light inside this room so that the priest, as they would enter and they would minister before the Lord, they would be able to see. But I think it's important for us to realize that everything about the tabernacle is symbolic. And, and that's the case as well with this piece of furniture called the lampstand, because this lampstand was there to remind the priest of something else. In verse 33, when you hear the words like branches and blossoms and almond flowers and buds, what do you think of? You know, it's designed to look like a tree. So every time a priest entered into this first room, the holy place, Every time that priest saw this lampstand, he was reminded of mankind's original home in the Garden of Eden with the tree of life at the center of that home. So you have this tree of life in this first room, and it also gives light. The, the idea of light and life are very much connected in the Bible. Psalm 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And again, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, the prophet Isaiah, he's talking about the Messiah, and he says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. So this lampstand, this idea of light and life, it goes together, and this lampstand is ultimately pointing forward to this same Messiah, this coming one. Now listen to how John, once we get over into the New Testament, John puts it this way in John chapter 1, verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So that lampstand that gave light in the holy place, it was pointing back to Eden. It was pointing back to the tree of life, but it was also pointing forward to the true light who gives light to the world. 
And in that same chapter, John chapter one, just five verses prior to that, John writes this in verse four, that in him, in Jesus was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Later on in John's gospel, Jesus is going to refer to himself. He's going to say, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So light and life are tied together, uh, not only in this Old Testament uh, tabernacle lampstand, but also in Jesus. So wherever light and life are described, anytime you see that in the New Testament, there's always Jesus. He is always present. And maybe the clearest scripture is from John chapter 1, verse 14, where it says that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The original language says the word became flesh and pitched his tent among us, or he tabernacled. To kind of paraphrase again, he came to live in our neighborhood. He came, Jesus came to show off God's glory uh, just as the Old Testament tabernacle, that was its intended purpose. Jesus is the ultimate tabernacle. Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of this building and also of every piece of furniture in this building. And so he's the fulfillment of this Old Testament lampstand. He illuminates. He shows off the glory of God and he gives life and light to everyone who trusts in him. And so, again, we all have this longing to be home. There's this, there's this restlessness in us. I want you to listen to how John describes our ultimate home in Revelation uh, 21, verse 23. For those of us who have put our faith in Christ, this is our home. This is where we're headed. It says there, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. That's pretty clear. So, so think back in the center of the Garden of Eden, all the way back in Genesis was a tree, but man was expelled from that garden. And then in Exodus, in the center of the holy place was a lamp that looked like a tree. As we continue reading about the nation of Israel, we know that eventually they would just continually rebel against God and ultimately God would discipline and judge and send them into exile and they would come back from exile, but you know they were never the people that God intended them to be until finally one day, uh, one came from them who was the true embodiment of light and life. And that person was Jesus Christ, God's son. Home is where your heart is. You know, as I read about this and as I thought about this and everything that this building and this furniture represents, to those who are unsettled, to those who are searching, let me just say, I think there's a word for you here. You will never be truly home until your heart is at rest in Jesus. People spend their entire life looking for home. When the Israelites got into the promised land, you know, that was just a temporary home. It wasn't the place that God ultimately intended for his people to spend eternity. And in the same way, God is preparing an eternal home for his people. And when you find your home in Jesus, it just brings this sense of settledness, this, this sense of uh, security, relationship, and ultimately peace and healing. I don't know about you, but don't, don't you long for that? That's what I think really everyone wants. But I also think not just for those who are settled and unsearching. I think here in this picture of this lampstand, there's also a word here to those who maybe are broken, to those who are suffering. Uh, God is preparing a place for you. And at the very center of this new home is this tree of life. I'm going to read about this again in the final book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22 Verse 2, it says, On each side of the river 
stood the tree of life. So we're talking about the new heavens and the new earth. And you have this river flowing out. And it says on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. So to those who are hurting, to those who are just weary in the battle, to those who are grieving, maybe you're anxious about everything going on in our world, to those who maybe you're battling chronic sickness or cancer, I want you to know this. When you're finally home, if you put your trust in Jesus, when you're finally home, it will mean total physical and spiritual healing. Isn't that great news? We will have a new and a greater Eden, a new garden, this heavenly city where we will be free from sin. We will be free from the curse. Every need satisfied, every wrong made right, every hurt healed. Because the God who came, Jesus Christ came to tabernacle with us, was broken, died, and then rose again. Because of that, we are assured in his time that everything sad is going to come untrue. And wouldn't you agree with me, there is no place like home. New Vision family, this is your destiny, and I hope you're encouraged with these words today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode of our Reading Through Scripture podcast. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.